0: Highways Voices from Hamburg. The podcast of the ITS World Congress 2021.
1: The in-person ITS World Congress really gets going today
0: with a full programme of papers, ministerial visits and a packed exhibition hall. The official podcast of the 2021 ITS World Congress in Hamburg. Highways Voices, sponsored by Gevi and Swako. Today I get advice
2: about Hamburg's mobility options from a local. They are commuting between uh, virtual stations. So uh, nobody has more than 200 meters to walk to find such a virtual station and you can get a cab. I would say you should try it out as long as you're here, Paul, because it's, it's big golden cars, you, it's
1: really great. As ministers meet, we find out how we, the industry, can help. We can say to
3: ministers, did you realize that I can do this for you? We have got technology that does something that I think you don't know about. But looking at it the other way, Ministers can come to us and say, look, I've got a big problem.
4: Is there any way you think you can solve it? We have traffic information for cyclists. We found that there were two closures on that cycle route, a one diversion and an alternative route, which wasn't even shown on... Google Maps. Um, we saw that it was totally impassable to to cycle, so we had to turn around and go back. And why fixing the curbside is good for the environment?
5: In a recent study by the global transportation consultancy Stantec has proved that the vehicles would be 21% more efficient in their curbside activity by reducing the circling, reducing idling. And that improves the air quality in an area by reducing congestion. Welcome to Tuesday on Highways Voices. Highways Voices from Hamburg.
1: Before we carry on with the latest from Hamburg, let's get to the news from Highways News HQ with Adrian Tatum. The best of
6: the news for the highwaysnews.com website today includes a story about contractors and the fact they... They will have to build our roads of the future in a carbon-neutral way. But this needs to be demonstrated over the next few years, according to National Highways' Chief Executive Nick Harris. Speaking at a recent online event, Mr Harris said this will be the overwhelming focus of its next road investment strategy, RIS3, set to run from 2025 to 2030. He said it was essential that we demonstrated we can build and operate roads in a sustainable, carbon-neutral way. Otherwise, the future has to be questionable. Elsewhere, an updated five-year programme of investment will see more than £170 million invested in schemes to help people walk, wheel and cycle more in Edinburgh. Under the Active Travel Investment Programme, the City Council will deliver over 52 miles of additional safe, protected cycle routes, which is already in the pipeline. These measures, which the City Council says is already in its pipeline, will help children to walk, cycle and wheel to many of the city's schooled, and provide significant improvements to public spaces, pavements and parks.
0: The official podcast of the 2021 ITS World Congress in Hamburg, Highways Voices, sponsored by Gevi and Swaco. So thank you to Gevi and Swaco for their support, and we'll hear from Gevi during
1: today's programme, but let's start by talking to Martin Huber, who is Director General of the Ministry of Transport and Mobility Transition here in Hamburg. I started by asking him about why Hamburg is seen as such a pioneer when it comes
2: to new mobility solutions. In Hamburg, I think we are a little bit different from the rest of Germany. Why? First of all, because Hamburg, during the centuries, always was an open city, open to the world, due to its big port, its always grown port, which uh, made people from all over the world live here in the city and which accustomed the Hamburg people to uh, live with new customs uh, imported from all over the world. So we have a tidal river, Elbe, a little bit like the Thames, so ships are going in and coming uh, and going out driven by the tidal flow and we have many famous trading companies sitting here in the city. This makes us uh, first of all uh, taking care of ourselves here in Hamburg uh, the city wants to be at the top. It has to strive for it, and that's what we do here. So you will find the most edge technologies you can find in today's transport systems. So give me some examples. We are on different sectors. Basics are data. You have to have good data and reliable data, and you mustn't keep it to yourself. You have, you have to to share your data. It's like fertilizer for an economy, for science, for people. We are very eager that we have good data on our streets, on our mobility, on where are people going, where are they coming from. Each intersection in Hamburg, each uh, red light is equipped with infrared camera so that Each car and each uh, motorbike, each bicycle even is detected. Infrared camera, you can't see who is in, you can't see the the target, but you can count the car or the truck or the bike. We know that we have to change our mobility. My ministry is called Ministry for Transport and Mobility Transition, which makes clear to everybody that we can't go on as we did in the past. We have to change our system of mobility which means that a very big deal of all people commuting day by day have to change from their private owned car onto their bicycles first of all or walking to public transport systems in the end not everybody has his own train station nearby so we need good buses we need reliable buses and we want that every Man, every woman in Hamburg will have in five minutes—not more than five minutes—to find a station for a reliable commuting system in the 1930s. So you can't effect this only by trains or by bus lines. You have to find new solutions, and so pooling systems, car pooling systems, are our uh, one of our major topics. Here in Hamburg you can see Moya. this is Volkswagen who is driving this business here. They are trying out if they can earn money, with, not by selling cars, but by selling mobility. And uh, it's 500 cars, electric driven only, and they are commuting between uh, virtual stations. So uh, nobody has more than 200 meters to walk to find such a virtual station. and you can get a cab. I would say you should try it out as long as you're here, Paul, because it's it's big golden cars. You, it's really great. So that's something to try
1: out
0: this week here in Hamburg. And we'll hear more from Martin later in the week here on Highways Voices. This podcast is brought to you thanks to the generous sponsorship of Swaco and Gevi.
1: You're listening to Highways Voices sponsored by Swaco and Gevi. Every day we speak to Professor Eric Sampson who gives us his guide to Congress. And Eric, when we get to Tuesday, at congress it's all about the summit
3: absolutely
1: this is something
3: that started a a way back in glasgow high level representatives and then it was essentially cities and ministries this one is much wider it's ministers city local officials government officials and industry we've got a very very good turnout we've got five tables all looking at a particular question related to mobility Uh, accessibility, using technology for the good of... well, for the good of people. I am the Master of ceremonies from that. I'm really looking forward to chairing some good discussions. My job is to keep them moving, break up the fights, if any, and then try and summarise what happens for the delegates. But that's the essence for me of Tuesday morning. The executive sessions start, of course very high level terrific range of speakers there we've been hit slightly by covid the asia pacific delegates have found it very difficult not coming to hamburg the problem for them is going back where they may have to quarantine but we've still got some high level speakers we've got plenty from the us and we've got a mixture a vast mixture across europe so busy day again tuesday
1: when the ministers all get together, given that, as you know from many, many years working in the Department of Transport in the UK, the ministers are politicians, they're not experts in transport, they're not experts in intelligent transport, so how important is it for them to actually see, smell, feel the work that our industry does day in, day out to really understand the potential?
3: Well, my good friend Phil Blythe, who until recently was the Chief Scientific Advisor of the UK Ministry, used to say, we can use technology two ways. We can say to ministers, did you realise that I can do this for you? We have got technology that does something that I think you don't know about. But looking at it the other way... Ministers can come to us and say, look, I've got a big problem. Is there any way you think you can solve it? So Sarah Sharples, who's taken over from Phil, she will be at the summit, as will be the UK minister, Trudy Harrison. And for them, I think it's an opportunity to talk to other ministers and say, look, I've got this problem in the UK. If you've got it, have you solved it? What did you do? But we're giving them a specific question on modal shift, because there the technology is not a problem. It's entirely policy-linked. There are various ways of achieving modal shift. Politically, Minister, which option do you want to take? So we think that's fine. That's not taking them deep into technology where they're going to feel uncomfortable.
1: Eric. Thank you very much. You mentioned Trudy Harrison from Great Britain being here. She's going to be on the reception on the UK stand at four o'clock on Tuesday here at Congress, so let's head to the UK stand and find out more about it. Here I am in Hall B5, the home of the UK Pavilion this week here in Hamburg, and I've been joined by Secretary General of ITS UK, Jenny Martin, who's obviously been key to organising the stand this week with a number of ITS UK members on it Jenny
7: Yes, uh, we're very pleased to be here with uh, Innovate UK and Transport for West Midlands, uh, Department for Transport the TTF and not not forgetting Visit Britain who aren't actually here but uh, who have contributed to the funding of the stand so yeah very pleased to be here and it's thanks to all all those organisations joining together that we're doing such a great job this week of representing and promoting the UK
1: And we'll hear from Neil Herron uh, of Grid Smarter Cities one of the exhibitors on the stand later on in today's Highways Voices, but a lot of excitement because uh, the new Transport Minister, Trudy Harrison, is taking time out of her busy schedule as she gets to grips with the issues facing transport in this country and is here in Hamburg on Tuesday seeing for herself what technology can do to go some way to fixing the challenges of transport.
7: Yes, we're really pleased that we'll have uh, Ms Harrison visiting us. As you say, she's completely new to the job a great turn up that one of the first things she's going to be exposed to is intelligent transport systems we would of course say that's the most important thing in her portfolio so we're really looking forward to meeting her she's going to be walking around the stand and meeting all our co-exhibitors and we're really delighted that uh, she will be able to see some of the best of ITS from all around the world not just the UK and Europe in her short visit here so it couldn't be a better introduction to that part of her job
1: And that's of course what the ITS World Congress is all about and also for many many years ITS UK has been very close with Professor Phil Blythe, the Chief Scientific Advisor for the Department of Transport who stepped down a few months ago and has been replaced by Professor Sarah Sharples of the University of Nottingham and she's in Hamburg as well.
7: Absolutely delighted to be welcoming Sarah as well, Uh, she's a long-term contact of ITS UK's, we're very much in awe of all the fantastic work she's done at Nottingham and elsewhere and looking forward to her visit to our stand tomorrow. It's, in my opinion, one, one of the many great things about this is that she's the first female chief scientific advisor that's ever been at dft so our sector is actually getting more diverse you can see it at every level let's
1: get on to the socializing as well the the whole point of this week is networking is all of us together in a room meeting in three dimensions and chatting to each other without suddenly shouting you're on mute which has been our life for the last 18 months we're having a reception on the UK stand at 4 o'clock. Yes
7: Paul, I mean you're absolutely right, you can really feel it whoever you talk to and whoever you see, everyone is so pleased to finally be back together again and it's so exciting to see new people as well. I mean we've been seeing new people online but it's not the same as actually seeing them in the in the flesh and uh, exchanging cards and doing all those rituals that we used to take for granted. So on Tuesday at 4 o'clock we're looking forward to welcoming everybody to Stand 5311 where we will have our reception. Look forward to having having lots and lots of international colleagues coming along to to see us and race a glass and toast the fact that we are back together again.
1: Jenny Martin is Secretary General of ITS UK, a huge supporter of all ITS World Congresses. Go and see ITS UK and the rest of the British contingent on uh, the UK Pavilion stand in Hall B5.
0: Highways Voices, the podcast from highwaysnews.com highwaysnews.com.
1: German company Gevi has always been a leader in travel information, which as you may know is close to my heart because I got into the ITS game by running operations for two radio traffic news companies and that's when I first met Danny Woolard when we worked together to deliver the first RDS TMC in-car traffic information service in the UK for Toyota about 20 years ago. Danny's here with Gevy this week but it's the movement of bicycles rather than cars which is occupying him.
4: I think the last two years I think the whole transport industry has been somewhat turned upside down if that's the right phrase. I think that there are certain new mobility methods that are getting a lot of attention now. About a year ago we uh, started to look at how we could integrate uh, new mobility into our tech platform and we embarked on a development program to include the first phase of that which was all about how do we provide better information both to agencies but also to users of, of cycles in particular so we've been working on that we're launching that at the show this week so it's called tick for cycling part of our mobility um, offering what sort of information are you looking at is it things like where i can hire a
1: bike where the docking stations are or is it actually you know safe cycle routes that sort of thing and and how how are you disseminating the information in as much as the end how where would the end user the cyclist actually be able to find the information that you are collating
4: well cycle routes are um, equally open to the same problems that roads are. My colleague and I walked from our hotel this morning to the conference hall and we followed a cycle route and we found that there were two closures on that cycle route a one diversion and an alternative route which wasn't even shown on Google Maps um, we saw that it was totally impassable to to cycle so we had to turn around and go back so it's the sort of information about closures dangerous conditions particularly sort of that it might be weather related um, surface poor surface conditions so the, the, the same problems exist on, on sort of cycle pathways which as you know in cities like London often are part of the main road network now so um, the, in terms of how we propose to get that information, well, ours is all about the sort of back-end solution, and we offer a very flexible range of sort of interfaces that can be then integrated into um, navigation applications um, and apps. So, um, f- which there are many on the market. So, we're providing a very sort of open structure in terms of our data to be able for integrators to be able to put that into cycling apps and solutions.
1: It's spelt G E w i but it's pronounced gevi so if you walk around and think who's that gooey that i've seen it's actually gevi it's a german company started 30 years ago in leipzig doing amazing things with traffic data danny woolard is one of the people you'll meet on the stand b5012 just next to t mobile and Ertico in one of the exhibition halls here in hamburg well worth coming along and talking to them danny thank you for your time and also along with swarko thank you very much for gevi's sponsorship of our podcast this week
4: Yep, you're welcome Paul and it's good to see you finally after nearly a couple of years I guess we'll hear
1: more from Gevi this week here on highways voices but let's finish by talking delivery vehicles construction vehicles ride hail vehicles all of them are using the kerbside and it's all a bit of a free-for-all and that leads to congestion which then leads to poor air quality so how can technology solve it One of the companies on the UK stand this week is Grid Smarter Cities and its owner and founder is Neil
5: Heron. We're looking at the differentiation between parking and loading activity and commercial vehicle activity at the curb, and what the industry, the parking industry has looked at for many years is about the private motorists And what we've got really is 30% of the vehicle traffic in in the cities is commercial vehicle activity, business and servicing, freight logistics, parcel deliveries, construction traffic. And what we're looking to do is to manage the kerb space better for loading and unloading activity. And at the minute, we've got a first-come, first-served bun fight going on at the kerb, chaos at the kerb. And what we're trying to do is to bring uh, a booking process and an order to that chaos. And how do you do it? Uh, We create a booking platform but with multiple layers of sector-specific solutions. So the bookable bay, where you can have an allocated slot for a period of time that you can book in advance. And as we progress towards electric vehicle transition, we can install an electric vehicle charger at those locations. So while you dwell doing your deliveries, you can be charging or grazing across the network. The virtual loading base, so when you can use a piece of curb space where loading is normally prohibited, we can lift that restriction for a certain vehicle to be at that certain location at a certain time. And then looking at the parcel delivery companies, they want to stop and drop and stop and drop. And we can look at the curb space in a different way to allow them to dwell for longer periods to use the, the curb space as a micro hub and looking at vehicles that are taking longer to load and unload because they're a consolidated load and the bigger bulkier items, supermarket deliveries for instance, and we look to be able to extend their loading time at the curb rather than penalising them for taking too long to unload a consolidated load. So it's about the nuanced application of sector-specific, vertical-specific solutions for the industry. And if we can manage the curb space better, we're going to look back in ten years' time and say, did we really just allow everybody to fight on a first-come, first-served basis? At the curbside, it's it's ridiculous. So we're bringing order.
1: And how does it actually affect congestion? Have you done any analysis to suggest that for a city or a town manager who is worried about traffic congestion, who's listening to this,
5: what does it actually mean for them? So the curb management process is not just about access to the curb; it's that. dynamic route to the route from origin to destination and if we're taking that circling vehicle out of the equation and making that vehicle 20% more efficient and a recent study by the Global Transportation Consultancy Stantec has proved that the vehicles would be 21% more efficient in their curbside activity by reducing the circling, reducing idling and that improves the air quality in an area by reducing congestion so the knock-on benefits for the highways authority and the parking authority is a better use of that curb space and Better air quality, and environmental outcomes. And for the operator, you've got commercial efficiencies, which lead to a reduction in costs.
1: Neil Heron of Grid Smarter Cities, and if you're here in Hamburg, head to the UK stand for a chat with him, because he's always fascinating to talk to. That's it for this Highways Voices for Tuesday here in Hamburg. We'll talk more on the environment tomorrow with WSP's new white paper on the road to
0: net zero. And we'll have so much more here on Highways Voices, so we'll talk then. Highways Voices from Hamburg sponsored by Gevi and Swarco